Hallelujah. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath, produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, in this second Sunday of Advent, we always have the opportunity to reflect on the character of John the Baptist. (coughs) Who is really an interesting kind of character. There's great devotion to him in many parts of the world. If you go to Italy and you visit Rome, you can go to a church where they have in a reliquary this head of John the Baptist. 
And then you can go to another church where they have in a reliquary the head of John the Baptist. And another. I think there's three. And that's something that we might kind of say, oh my gosh, that's so silly, I can't believe there's three different heads of John the Baptist. What does it reveal? It reveals a devotion to him and a desire for his protection. That's what it reveals. Or maybe it reveals the need for him to prepare the way of the Lord in the hearts of the people. A need for him to prepare the way of the Lord in the hearts of the people. Because during this second Sunday of Advent, we have to ask ourselves the question, why? Why John the Baptist? Isn't Jesus enough? Like, couldn't Jesus have just come and started preaching and had people come to him and then he could have healed them? And why did John the Baptist have to show up in the first place? When we reflect on him, what we see is the fullness of a conversion process. That's what we see. Somebody who shows up in the world and starts preaching and calling people to repent of their sins. And then many, many people would go to him because they wanted to change their life. And they would show up and confess their sin. And then symbolically walk down into the river and have water poured over them. To symbolize a new beginning. There were a bunch of people saying, I want to change my life. I want to say no to everything that I used to be so that I can say yes to something new. And maybe they didn't even know what the something new would be. They only knew that they were unhappy, that they were stuck, that they were slaves to their sin. And this person in his preaching was giving them hope. And so they went to him in order to say no to the world. And then Jesus shows up. The one who is mightier than John. Who will baptize them with fire and the Holy Spirit. After the people have said no to the world, after the people have said no to their sin, after they have shown repentance for their sin, Jesus comes in to fill the space in their life that was once occupied by sin.
and they're converted. When we look at it through that context, we can see that there are people who are sinners and they hear the word of God preached to them and they want to change their life. They say no to the world. They kick all of that sinfulness out of their heart. And then our Lord shows up and he starts healing them. Filling them with his love. And they start following Jesus. It's how the conversion process works. And it's a conversion process that we're all called to continually live in. So every year we celebrate this season of Advent in order to reflect back on our own lives and on our own hearts and to once again say no to the sinfulness in our life or say no to everything that is occupying our hearts. So that as we celebrate the Feast of the Incarnation in a couple of weeks, Jesus, the mightier one, will come and reign in our hearts. That we might belong to him in a deeper and more profound way. But for many of us who have always been Catholic, we've never really gone through a conversion process like that. We sort of got baptized when we were babies. We never really said no to the world with our own will. We just kind of got baptized and we were full of grace. And then we started leaking grace as soon as we started the sin. I think that's kind of the image that we can have sometimes is when I was a baby, I got baptized and I was full of grace and I've just been leaking grace ever since then and I hope there's some left by the time I die. This season is about like, renewing that and living into that on a regular basis. Now, I think the people in the church who can understand John the Baptist's role very well are people who have had these conversions, and especially those who have had conversions through 12-step groups. You know, when we think about the evangelizing mission of the church, we often don't consider the fact that a lot of people start their conversion process when they hit rock bottom and they show up at an AA meeting or an NA meeting or an SA meeting. And they walk into this group of people and they basically have to say, I am a sinner and I want to change my life. And there's no grace involved. It's kind of like going to John the Baptist. You just walk into a room and you say, I'm a sinner. I'm a mess. And I want to change. And in the first three steps of the 12 steps, it's really about acknowledging the fact that I need God in my life. And as we continue to 
they continue to go through that spiritual transformation, many people realize there's something more. I need a church. I need Jesus. I need the Eucharist. There's this wonderful, wonderful friend of mine that I met at a conference in California, and then I found out that she's actually in the same parish as my brother in Des Moines. And, um, and that's how she had her conversion. And, and she's just a beautiful, beautiful person. And as she tells her story, uh, she kind of talks about how she you know, started going to a 12-step group and she's learning all these things. And she was so excited about like higher powers. And she's like, oh, I need to get a higher power. I hope it's something really exciting. I hope it's something really cool, like Hinduism, or I just hope it's really cool. And then it turned out to be Christianity. And she's like, oh, then it turned out to be Christianity. But it turned out to be Christianity in the most beautiful, beautiful way because she's somebody who would say that she had trouble living in her body. Like, my body's always rebelling against me. Like, I hate my body. Don't we live in a world where lots of people hate their body? Like, I hate my body. And then she's reflecting on this whole higher power business. And one day, she said she just could see our Lord in her mind's eye, sort of across the room, and realized that Christianity is the only religion where Jesus has a body. Wow. Jesus had a body. And I kind of hate my body. So maybe there's actually something good and holy about our bodies. And then she was set on a path that was sort of irrevocable that led her all the way into the Catholic Church where she's able to consume that body every single day. It's an amazing story of conversion that started with repentance of sin. I'm a sinner. I can't live like this anymore. I need to change something about my life. I need to go see somebody. There's a big group of people over there, and there seems to be something going on. Saying no to the world, saying no to sin, leaving that space open for our Lord to enter into her life and occupy the place where sin once dwelt. Each and every one of us are called to do the same thing during this Advent season. And John the Baptist is the one that points out the truth. It's his role. And he was very bold about pointing out the truth. And we know that he is really a saint for our time 
Because what truth did he point out? He pointed out the truth about marriage. That's, we know he did that. Because he said to Herod, it's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And when he said this to Herod, Herod is simply curious. Like, who's this guy who's calling me out about my stuff? And he's curious and he wants to know John. And he even brings John and puts him in prison. Because he pointed out the truth in order to call Herod to repentance. You know, if John the Baptist were preaching in our own times, he'd probably say things like, To young people, it's not lawful that you should go from girl to girl to girl or guy to guy to guy without ever developing a relationship. It's making you miserable. It's not lawful for you to spend time committing sexual sin on the internet. It's not lawful for you to go through life in your marriage hating each other. It's not lawful for parents to neglect their children for the sake of busyness or to let their children just sit in isolation and playing video games all day. He'd probably speak to all these things. Because we live in a world that needs to say no to all these things. Because Jesus wants to say yes to you. Because Jesus wants to enter into our hearts and transform them. He wants us to have a conversion and the joy that comes with that conversion to be set on fire with the Holy Spirit. That's what our Lord came to do. And our lives are so much better when we can live in the light of his love and live in the light of his joy. And so today, let us pray for the grace that this Advent season will truly be a time of preparation in our own hearts. That through the intercession of St. John the Baptist, that path will be made straight in our hearts. That we may truly say no to the things of the world, say no to the sin in our lives, so that we can say yes to the grace and mercy and love and peace and joy that come only from Christ, who has come into the world with a body like our own to bring us everlasting life.